What is up, podcast fam? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast, where I sit down with some of the brightest minds in health and wellness and really extract knowledge, wisdom, so that you can implement these different practices and protocols into your life. And I really believe that life is an energy exchange. We're constantly giving, we're constantly receiving. And the more that we can create synchronicity with our energy exchanges, the more our lives will be fulfilled with joy, with abundance, with happiness. And especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's so important that we think outside the box and find ways to really connect with people virtually. And I really encourage you to think about your friends, your family, and see what you can do to exchange energy with those people. I'm so excited for us to be on this journey together. I genuinely appreciate you so much. And let's get in to today's show. What is up? <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast. I am your host and Chief Energy Officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do I have a special treat for you today. We have my good friend, Melissa Wagi. And Melissa is a transformational thought leader, best-selling author, fitness champion, radio host, and founder of Epic Talks. She has such a powerful purpose and mission. And that mission is to help people break through the barriers that are keeping them stuck in their mind. And she wants to help you step into your power and into your greatness. Melissa, welcome to the show. <laughs> that was uh, amazing. I just got goosebumps all over my body. <laughs> yes. Well, that's your life. That's your reality. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Of course, of course. And uh, just to give the listeners and viewers a little background, you know, I, Melissa and I actually we connected recently. Um, I went to one of your epic talks, and I was just blown away by your ability to communicate in such an authentic, transparent, vulnerable way. And I'm just curious to know, like, has that always been a strength for you? Because it seems like it has been based on, based on that small sample size. Oh, um, you know what? Yes, it has been. <laughs> yes. I've always, uh, since a little girl, I've always, um, I don't know. I've just always had that intuition and know how to maneuver my way, know how to talk to people and know how to get uh, what I want, but in a very uh, authentic way, not coming from a place of do this for me, but more from a place like I'll always be in service to you and you open yourself to me, if that makes any sense. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, I think, I think that's really interesting because... A lot of people, uh, especially women, I feel like struggle to speak their truth. And a lot of times, you know, we might be feeling something, we might be experiencing something, but we have trouble communicating that. Uh -huh. and, yeah. and knowing your a little bit, I, a little bit about, about your background and, and there's some abuse and different things as a child. So, so I'm wondering how you were able to kind of put that aside and overcome that, that could not have been easy. I mean, if for me, it, it wasn't, I, I never lived in that victim mentality. It was more like, this mm. is the, uh, the cards that I was dealt and I'm going to make the best out of it, you know? And, um, I don't know. I just always had like this personality that, um, uh, I guess like the life of the party and the one that just wanted to help and be there and be fun and, it didn't, it didn't matter what I was going through. I just didn't think that it was a difficult situation. I'm like, okay, I'm a foster child. Okay, cool. You know what mm. I mean? Like I always looked at it like uh, for me being a foster child going in, you know, into the adoption community and my parents being heroin addicts and all that stuff. Um, I looked at it as a blessing and I'm like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to make something out of it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a victim of my circumstances. I'm a victor, you know? So um, that's, 
the journey that I, that's the mindset that I decided to adapt in my life. And it's, it's gotten me a long way. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so take me back to that little girl. I mean, how, how your parents are both heroin addicts. And when, when did you get put into a foster home? Uh, it's crazy because a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but by the age of three, I was already in the foster care system. Mm. And I remember everything. Um, I remember going into different homes. I remember, I even remember this, uh, family. I, cause I used to suck my thumb when I was little and, uh, this family, they grabbed my thumb and they were threatening to like cut it off with a scissor. And I remember that. And I was only three. Um, and you know, and then with foster homes, what happens is they place you there for a little bit. And if they don't want you anymore, they place you somewhere else. until there's like a, a family that wants to adopt you. So I went into different homes and I had different experiences. Thankfully, I was never molested, <laughs> you know, because that, that happens a lot with the, the foster children, but I was uh, mentally and physically abused. Mm. Um, and then finally, um, you know, I found a family that, you know, brought my brother and myself in and, and then that was it. I was with them for 12 years and, you know, and then my, my journey begins, you know, <laughs> it definitely okay. wasn't a, a normal childhood. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm curious to know, are those, are those people that you were with for 12 years? Is that kind of who you identify to be your parents? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you guys like are in consistent contact to this day? I mean, I didn't have the best childhood with them, you know, um, and, and they're aware of that. <laughs> um, I had, you know, I had a great upbringing with them. Like they, they taught me about Christianity and about God and all that stuff, which I think that's the reason why I live the way I live. You know, I have morals and values that I live by, you know, I'm, I've never been, uh, <laughs> I've never been like truly ashamed of anything that I've done, you know, mm. um, and I think it's because of the way I grew up. Was it the best childhood? No. Did they do the best that they could at the moment? Yes. Mm. You know, um, I ended up leaving my house at the age of 15. I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. So uh, I, I learned a lot from them and I truly owe uh, who I am today because of them. You know, do I have a relationship with them? Yes. Now, am I super close with them? Like I'll talk to them like once every month and a half or so just to catch up. Right. But it's like, hey mom, what's up? Hey, you know what I mean? What's going on? But uh, yeah. it's, it's more my decision than theirs, I believe. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I think that's really powerful what you mentioned about like this victim mindset, right? And a lot of people, especially right now with everything going on in the world, have this victim mindset that everything in the world is happening to them. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong because there's a lot of crazy shit happening and a lot yeah. of people are suffering and struggling. However, I love how you said that you realized everything was happening for you. And that's such a powerful perspective to have. And I'm curious to know, you know, for all the people listening who might be finding themselves right now in that victim mindset, very stuck in it, what, what are some things, what are some actionable steps that people can take to maybe step into their power and get out of that victim mentality? Number one, accept where you are. Mm. Accept where you are right now. This is trying to teach you something. Where you are in this moment in your life is supposed to be happening to you, okay? And if you're not accepting it and you keep re rejecting it, it's going to continue happening mm -hmm. because there's a lesson to be learned in this. There is, you know, and, and I've been getting a lot into uh, spirituality and meditation and I'm starting to understand um, that things will continue to happen to us until we learn from it, mm. you know? And what happens most of the time is that we don't take responsibility for what's happening and we want to blame someone else. What's happening in your life right now, regardless of what the pandemic is going on, but the struggle that you're having financially or with your partner or with your family is because you are a component of that. Mm. You are. Yeah. You know, and, um, it took me a very, very long time to understand that. And right now I'm just surrendering. Mm. I'm surrendering. 
and I'm yeah. becoming the best version of myself. What is going to make me feel better? Yeah. Right. So what I had to do was completely shift my mind, shift my daily habits, shift my routine, shift the people that I'm hanging around with, shift my goals. So progress brings happiness. Okay. Progress brings confidence. And what happens with most people is that they decide to get an amazing journal and write their goals and their plans in January, right? And then what happens? Three weeks after, they start, they put that to shit. Mm, it's so, so what true. If, what if you stay consistent? What if you, you know how much happier you would feel? Yeah. Right? So when you have a fitness goal, for example, I, I entered a fitness competition two months ago. And it was a six-week fitness competition. I said, I'm going to commit myself to this. In yeah. six weeks, my body wasn't bad before. But when I decided to commit to it, okay, it's going to be just better. In six weeks, I was like, damn, I look good. Do you have any idea how good I felt because I stayed committed to that? Mm. And, and I love, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I love what you mentioned because when you when you keep the promises to yourself, that's, that's what, what cult, that's what cultivates yeah. confidence too. Yeah. Because so often, like we make other people or external things a priority. Mm. And and I encourage everyone listening to ask themselves, like, when's the last time you made yourself a priority? Yeah. And and I think that's a really powerful topic to touch on for sure. What's occupying your mindset right now the most? If it's not you, there's a problem. Mm. If it's not your progress, there's a problem. If it's mm. not your growth, there's a problem. If it's not your business that you want to start, there's a problem. Yeah. What's occupying? We, we give so much power and energy to people and shit that take our power away. And that's where we go into depression. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so counterintuitive, right? <laughs> what you just said. Cause it's like, it's like, uh, focusing on yourself and we're told, Oh, that's selfish. But here's the thing no. because, and I see this so often too, in like the health and wellness space. Um, it's like people feel bad asking for what they're worth, what their, what uh, money for their money, for their services, for their gifts. And it's like, it's like, if you're not filling up your cup, how do you expect to give? And, and oftentimes we're giving from like this depleted cup and, and it affects our transactions, our exchanges with everyone around us. And I'm curious to know, so you mentioned, you mentioned step one, accept where you are. Then what's step two? I'm assuming there's more steps here. Uh, create a plan, okay. a plan. Without a plan, you're not going to have clarity of where you were going to go. Mm, okay. Okay. So for example, you know, this, uh, I, you know, I competed in a fitness competition. So in order for me to do that and become a champion, I needed to set a fucking plan five in the morning. I would wake up six in the morning, one hour cardio, um, 7am protein shake, 8am, uh, oatmeal eggs, 10 a.m. You know what I mean? Like I had a freaking plan. Right. Six months. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Step by step by step. So get yourself a um, journal, right? Or not a journal. Is that the high performance habits? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, yeah. That's so crazy. Look, I got mine right next hey. to me. So step by step from freaking six, from six o'clock in the morning, step by step. You know what I mean? And every single hour. Okay, what's going to happen today? If you don't have a clear vision of where you want your life to be, it's not going to happen. And this is what I teach on my courses too, detoxify your mind. Um, so let's get clear where you're at right now in your life. Oh, okay, I'm struggling with my fitness. I'm struggling with my mindset. I'm struggling with my habits. I'm struggling with uh, completing my task. Okay, let's get specific. Where do you want to be in three months from now? So what is it that you need to do now? All right. So what I started to do, I'm going to wake up at five in the morning. I'm going to write down my gratitude. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to do 10 minutes of meditation within the first 30 minutes of waking up. I've accomplished four things. Mm. So what are those accomplishments? Success, success, success. So what happens there? It turns into a domino effect, right? 
right? Powerful. Yeah. And, th- and this is, it, I, I feel like we probably have similar approaches with our clients because it really is all about stacking habits. And, and what Melissa is saying right now, like it might sound daunting and intimidating, but what's great about providing structure for yourself is it actually allows you to be more spontaneous and be more creative. Because like you said, so often we give our focus, we give our power away to other people, to other things that don't really deserve it. Uh-huh. And, 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 that, and that shifts us off of, our, off of our goals, off of our vision. And then your confidence is depleted, your self-worth is depleted. And it, and it has, like you said, this whole domino effect. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I love, I love that you mentioned like your morning routine. What, are, what would you say are like th- the three non-negotiables for you every single morning to put yourself in a position to really create that momentum for the rest of the day? 10 minute meditation, five things that I'm grateful for. The moment I get out of my bed, I make the bed. Mm, I love that. And also by doing that, you are releasing different neurotransmitters, right? Like when you do something by simply making your bed, like you accomplish something, right? You finish the task. So you actually get a hit of dopamine, which is Mm. your reward neurotransmitter. And then gratitude gets you in this elevated emotional state that Mm. makes it very hard to feel fear and anxiety and resentment. Mm -hmm. And then, and then meditation is just great for, for again, like just dropping in and and clearing and clearing your mind. I love that. That's so powerful. So, so, okay. We have accept where you are, create a plan. Uh, What's number three? Uh, Number three, forgiveness to yourself. Ooh, are you making this up as you go? Um, no, it's how I live. I love this. So we got, you know what I want to do, Melissa? We should, what we should do is like create a really fun acronym with this. And by the way, all this stuff is in my book. Yes, <laughs> guys, I actually, and we're going to plug this at the end, but I actually added Melissa's book to my Amazon store. So we, we're going to link to that in the show notes. So definitely make sure to get a copy. You can get it on Kindle. Um, and it's, and it's really powerful. And I love, I love, uh, just the name of it, like detoxify your mind, gain clarity and control of your thoughts to unlock your full potential. Talk about some of those toxic thoughts that you had to get rid of in your journey. Well, uh, I'm not good enough. I'll never be loved. I've been abandoned. Um, mm. I'm not pretty enough. I, I will always be betrayed, you know? Um, wow. Yeah. And, and those are thoughts that everybody struggles with. I don't give a fuck who you are. Everybody struggles with, you know what I mean? It doesn't even matter. Even now in my life now, me running multiple businesses, Oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough for this? Am I showing up the right way? And should I post this? Should I not? Well, what would people think? Like, this is, you know what I mean? It's like a constant, right? So when I go in that place of um, scarcity, I take a moment and I'm like, okay, this isn't me. Not today. Not today. Yeah. Not today. Because we get to choose when the devil takes over us. Because when you're creating greatness in your life, the devils, the demons, and the bad vampires will come out and try to defeat you. Mm. And it is, I have felt it. I have felt it in my sleep. I have seen it as a little girl. This should exist. I don't care what your beliefs are. I have felt it in my life. Mm. You know? And so what I do now is like, I ground myself. I'm like, I take a deep breath and I let it all out. Four seconds out. Four seconds in, four seconds out. What do I want right now? What is going to make me happy? Who is Melissa? Remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself what your purpose is. Remind yourself what legacy you're trying to leave in this world. Okay? So if I were to die today, is this how people want to think of me? Mm. Anxiety and these thoughts? No. That, that's a really powerful perspective to go to go to and to really visit and ask yourself questions. Like I always say your quality of life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask yourself. And, uh, exactly. And I feel like not often enough are we, are we, 
dropping in mm. and like really assessing where we're at like you said, and like where we're trying to go and how are we showing up in the world right now? What values are we embodying? Mm. Because, because ultimately, you know, the law of attraction gets thrown out all the time. And it's like, oh, if I think of something or I speak of something like that, thing's going to just magically appear. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, that's not how things work. Really, you attract what you are. Mm. So, so if you're showing up with uh, all of the things that you mentioned, that, that, that power, that authenticity, that vulnerability, then you're going to attract those things, those people, those opportunities into your life, which is so beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, you become a product of your environment also. Mm. So that's why I truly believe it's so important. Like who are the top five people you're surrounding yourself with? Who are you taking advice from? Right? So I don't take advice from someone unless I'm willing to trade my life with them for a day. Wow. Would you trade light? Would you trade lives with me? I'm intrigued by your lifestyle. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty fun life. I'm not going to lie. So, so, okay. Um, question then, you know, who has been someone that's had a really positive influence on you? Because considering all of the things that you faced as an infant and throughout your childhood, like who were a couple people that you were able to really lean on to elevate your life and to create this abundance that you have. Wow. That's very interesting. Um, I was asked once, who's your hero? And I said, me, I'm my mm. own hero. I'm my own hero. And uh, I don't mean to sound vain about that, but um, I've never met somebody who has gone through the life that I have gone through and have, has actually come out on top the way I have. Mm. And I am my own hero. And as far as people that I look up to and I get advice, I have a good friend of mine. He's on the cover of my book, Dana White. He's somebody who has inspired the heck out of me. And anytime I need any type of advice when it comes to personal life or business, that's the person who I reach out to. Um, that's a, you know. that's an amazing person to have in your corner, by the way. <laughs> yes, I know. And, uh, you know, my mentor, Mark Jones as well. He's the founder of Sprout. Uh, it's one of the top crowdfunding companies in the country. Um, but as far as like hero, um, I, I would name myself and, and I, um, yeah, that's, that's I love it. that. <laughs> I think that's power. No, that's super powerful too. Like that, that really is. Um, and, and before we dive deeper, like, I'm curious, actually, like, uh, this is a question I have really kind of something that you mentioned that I'm experiencing currently is the, the forgiveness component. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I try to, obviously I'm, I work with my clients, but I also, do my best to be there for my family and make sure I can support them in a powerful way too. And my brother has been going through it's probably 15, 20 years of like perpetual rumination in the past and just really challenging things like, and, and, and everyone like myself or my parents, like any of his friends, like there's all love. Like there's no like resentment. There's no like, dude, like how do, like, and I'm, and I don't know some of the things he feels guilty about, to be honest. Um, and I'm wondering, like, for me, it's hard to kind of coach him through that because obviously I'm like, John, like you have to forgive yourself. Um, like you have so much love in, in, in your life. And, and by focusing on this, like 1%, you're really just, creating this perpetual hamster wheel of depression and, and rumination. So like, do you have any tips for me on how I could approach uh, working with my brother and speaking to him on that behalf? I think you're the wrong person to work with him. Mm. You're so, the, you're so, the wrong he, person. so he's working with other people, but it's like, he calls me and like, mm. he's always saying, you know, like, uh, you know, like I'm, I, I struggle to forgive myself. And for me, it's like, what is, what is, uh, what is he struggling to forgive himself with? I think just maybe not being in his eyes, like the best brother, the best friend, the best son, like That's all of these nothing. things. That's not like he committed murder. It's not like he robbed a bank. It's not like, you know, he 
I don't know if he have kids or not, but like let his kids down. Like, no, that's, um, he's just, uh, in a victim mode. And maybe I don't think he, he's working with the right people is he, if he's not able to step out of that. Mm. So there's definitely a lot more digging that, um, has to go into that. Yeah. Uh, you know, figuring out his purpose, his legacy, where he's at right now, where he wants to be, which is what I teach in my course. Um, there's a lot of coaches out there, you know, that I just don't agree with their, their methods of coaching. And this is, might be the reason why he's uh, struggling also because he's a, he doesn't have the right person in his corner. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. Yeah. And we've like, I've, I've helped him, uh, have a lot of breakthroughs and like the talk about like purpose and all of those things. Like, I don't want to get too hung up on this, but like, but like, like he's almost not in a place right now. Like that's a little too daunting for him to like, think about his like life's purpose right now. Um, you know, it, it almost seems to overwhelm him. And like, that's a form of resistance. I'm like, dude, that's, a, that's a sign. Like you're breaking through. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but yeah, like that, that's one of those things that I feel like there's so much shame and there's so much guilt that people live with and those emotions and those ways of being don't serve anybody. Mm. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. What up fam? Sorry to interrupt today's show, but this is really important to me because when I was a kid, my grandpa thought Alzheimer's. And I remember visiting him in Atlanta, Georgia, and he no longer remembered my name. And this experience really resonated with me. From that point forward, I knew I was going to do everything in my power to preserve my brain health, my cognition, my focus, my memory. And that's why these shrooms are so powerful because they're all fruiting body extracts designed, designed to really boost your memory, cognition, focus, while also improving your immunity. And The beta-glucans that are in there are what really drive your white blood cell count up and support a strong immune system. So whether this is for you, your parent, your grandparent, I really encourage you to take action and prioritize your brain health. And for a limited time, I have a super special offer for you. When you get the ultimate shrooms, you get a free ultimate elixir. Yes, you get a free ultimate elixir. This is 25 organic superfoods and adaptogens designed to aid your metabolism, your digestion, and create an alkaline and detoxified body. There's no more powerful way to start your day than with the ultimate elixir and the ultimate shrooms. So check this out. Go to liveultimate.com slash podcast slash live healthy and you're going to get both of them for the price of one okay it's time to make that commitment to your health make that commitment to your wellness go to liveultimate.com slash podcast slash live healthy and now let's get back to the show it's a it's 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 a downhill from there you know what I mean? Uh, he needs to find like the right, again, the right coach within one session. He should be able to change that, that mentality. Mm-hmm. One session. It takes one session with a, the right person, with the right coach, uh, maybe some theta healing, uh, maybe some Reiki healing, um, mm-hmm. which I have access to all those types of people. So yeah, I can send you some information on that as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so, so Melissa, let me ask you, uh, you're doing so many things, uh, so many unbelievable initiatives that are making a huge impact in this world. And I was really intrigued when I read a little bit about backpack attack yeah. and I definitely, I definitely want to get involved with this because I actually work with an orphanage out in Haiti and I'm just kind of curious, like what's the type of work you're doing with backpack attack? Well, basically, we find a school with underprivileged kids and an after-school program, Mm -hmm. and we just fill the backpacks up with school supplies, with socks, with snacks, with toys, Mm. and we just go and, you know, and share it with with them. And it's it's funny because I I do it more from selfish a selfish place because I feel like I'm freaking high when I'm there with those kids and they're literally, you know, running to their backpacks and they're just looking in and they're just like, 
oh my God, can I give you a hug? And like when I'm giving them a hug, it's like the best feeling in the world, you know, because I used to be one of those kids, you know? Right. Um, and I'm just like, oh my God, is this what it would have felt when I was little to get something like this? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so beautiful because and it shows you like, it shows you, it, it, it shows you like really these little things. Like that's that's why we're here. We're here to serve, like you said. And I love that it like, goes to your childhood. Like you almost are filling a gap that you wish you had. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you <laughs> wish you had Melissa Wagi like coming through there, <laughs> dropping off goodies, giving hugs, shining smiles. Yeah. And, and, and I think going back to like purpose, that's like a great kind of reframe. It's like, if you're, if you're struggling to identify that, like what's like something that you wish you had, what is a need that you wish you, you, uh, got fulfilled when you were younger or maybe still right now. And, and, and what are you curious about? And I think that's so powerful. And I'd love to talk to you more like off air about ways to collab, especially right now, because I feel like it's such challenging times for a lot of single parents too, who now like yeah. have all of their kids in the house. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting for sure. Yeah. You know, what kids need the most is love and understanding. Mm. It's not about, um, punishing them. It's not, I think punishment is the worst thing you could do. Mm. You know, it's more like sitting down with them and understanding why they did what they did. Yeah. Why did, what, what, what is missing or what is happening? Well, what made you upset that you did this instead of spanking them and beating them? and sending them to the room. Yeah, and what's really fucked up about that is usually the kids that are abused, right? Like they end up perpetuating that cycle and abusing exactly. the and abusing women. Yeah, so it creates more of that, exactly. So kids just need love and that's that's all I want to do with backpack attack is when I go into those into that uh, environment is just I'm here for you. You're not alone, you know, and mm. I hope this backpack changes your life. I hope this book in this backpack changes your life. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be this. Okay, you can do it. You know what I mean? And just give them those empowering words that, you know, they're not getting at home. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and I'm wondering like with, with your experience with abuse and unfortunately like abuse is such a common thing, uh, whether it's verbal, mental, physical. And I, I feel like you experienced all of those things. How did that, um, expose itself maybe later in relationships? Did you find yourself maybe being attracted, uh, or seeking attention or affection from the wrong sources? Yes. I would say that, yes. I, I, it created a codependency as well. Mm. Because uh, once you attracted to someone or once you fall in love with someone, you kind of trying to look for validation and love in that place. Mm. And that destroys a relationship. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. Um, so yeah, definitely. However, my belief is I was supposed to go through that in order for me to step into the best version of myself in order for me to teach other people about codependency, about, you know, um, just becoming, allowing yourself to destroy yourself because the relationship wasn't going the right way. You know what I mean? Also yeah. learning about communication, also learning about, um, boundaries, <laughs> you know? Mm. And, uh, and when you're brought up in that kind of lifestyle that you're not taught those things, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and oftentimes, right. We get in one of these relationships and the relationship ends. And rather than learning a lesson, like you mentioned, we actually just go to the exact same type of person in a different costume. Right. <laughs> and, and like a, a story that happened this summer is like, this girl was telling me, she's like, all dudes are such douchebags. They're all assholes. And I was like, really? Like, why do you say that? And she's like, well, this happened to me. He cheated on me. Like he wasn't loyal, like all these things. And I'm like, yeah, but what's the common denominator yeah, and all exactly. these things. And she's mm -hmm. like, and she didn't really know what to say. And I was like, you're the common denominator. And like, yeah. that's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, like you said, you have to look in the mirror. How are you showing up? Exactly. So, so 
tell me like, what do you see with maybe other women that you work with? Um, like, what are some things that some common experiences or pitfalls that you see uh, happening in these relationships? Um, women are lacking confidence, self-confidence. And the lack of confidence is coming from not having any type of progress in their life, not having any mm. goals, right? So they, they, they place their happiness on the person that they're with. So mm. if they had their life completely juicy and filled up with amazing things, you know what? I'm going to enter a fitness competition. This is what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to write a book. This is what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do an event. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And when you have your life full and juicy, that's going to attract a man that's like, I want to be a part of that. Instead, women are like, they meet a man, they get comfortable and they get lazy and they're just, they're just expecting the man to do everything, mm. you know? So then that's when the man starts losing interest mm. and that's the common denominator. You strike me as someone who's kind of like on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? Mm. Like doing all of these things and, and creating all of this magic and impact in the world. I'm wondering like, how has that experience been finding a partner who is compatible, who supports your vision and who also has their own vision? Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that. Um, because I went from being married for 10 years to being single for four to going into an amazing relationship with an amazing guy. And I didn't know that I was still carrying stuff from my past mm. to this relationship. And although we're not together, we're still friends and I love him to death, but I was able to see the things that I had not cured from my past traumas in my marriage. And I brought them into this relationship, mm. you know, um, of course, it takes two to tango, right? Um, and, and I noticed certain triggers were happening because of certain things that my partner did, but I didn't know how to handle it at the time, you know? So it took for the relationship to, you know, to not fail. I don't like to call it failure um, because it's not a failure when you're learning. Um, it, it took for the relationship not to work for me to learn through it, experience basic, I mean, not experience, but like coach myself into, okay, how could I've done this differently and understanding where I went wrong. So it doesn't happen in my next relationship. So what I suggest is that if you had a failed relationship, instead of going into another one, although I was single for four years after that, uh, instead of going through another one, you have to literally write down what went wrong in the first relationship and how you contributed to that and fix that and then get to, into another relationship. Because what happened is I thought that I was okay, but then when I went into this new relationship, I started getting triggered because I didn't cure whatever happened in that last relationship, mm. which I had been cheated on. So, you know what I mean? Like any, any signs of like, oh, what's going on here? It's gonna trigger you. You're not, not gonna know how to react to it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you have to listen. Life is, you're always learning and evolving, you know, and, and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Whatever is meant to be for you will be there. And everything, this is what I'm learning through this meditation that I'm going through. Whatever is happening in your life, doesn't matter how bad it is. It's meant to freaking happen. <laughs> mm, yeah, it sounds, it sounds so cliche, but if we actually have that mentality that every event, every moment is serving us and is creating this story, is creating this legacy, right? Then we start to live in a different way because we're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like, like I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to like get upset about that minor uh -huh. Uh -huh. thing. I'm going to actually like use that as fuel and like learn from it. Like you mentioned, which yeah. I love. And I'm curious to know during, during this lockdown, the last couple months, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself? Oh my goodness. That I was so distracted before this quarantine. Mm. I was, you know, putting my money and my value in places that just didn't belong. I've gotten so much work, more work done. I, I'm more fit. I'm healthier. I, um, this quarantine has been a blessing and you don't really need these outside distractions. You know what I mean? And instead of me going out two to three times a week for dinner or happy hour to networking events, I should do that once a week 
once. That's it. That's all I need. The rest deserves my attention. It deserves my rest. Um, you know, also connecting more with people, calling them, picking up the phone. Hey, what's up? I just thought of you and I wanted to call and say that I'm thinking of you. That mm. goes, that is priceless. And I've done that so much with so many of my friends and even people I've been connecting so much with people online, Facebook and Instagram. When I hear people struggling with their, their, with their mindset, I don't even know them. I'm like, Hey, how are you? Do you want to jump on a quick 15 minute call? I'm here for you. Mm. What? You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. like, are you kidding me? Really? You know, and that completely changes them for, you know, so being more of service and um, just uh, not, I'm never a selfish person, but just giving more, giving more, giving more of my time to people that need it. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're using this time to serve at a higher level. And, and that's what I actually, I made a post about that today. I'm like, listen, you can change the world by simply impacting one life through a voice mm -hmm. note, through a video message, through a handwritten letter. Like these small gestures go such a long way and they're so yeah. appreciated yeah. in this time that we're currently experiencing. I truly agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. It, it really is powerful. And what were some of those things, Melissa, that you found yourself getting distracted with? I know you mentioned like going out uh, for dinners, like social things. Was there anything else that maybe you realized you were giving a little too much time and energy to? Um, my past relationship. <laughs> mm. You know, I feel like um, sometimes when we get into relationships, we tend to lose ourselves. And, um, you know, I notice now that I'm out of it, I'm like, okay, I was too focused on that instead of focusing on myself. And I think that's when things started to crumble in the relationship as well. So that's something that I've learned is like, when you're in a relationship, continue your growth, continue focusing on you. This person shouldn't be primary. They should be secondary. Mm. You know what I mean? And, um, that is something that I've learned is like, don't forget your journey to greatness. And sometimes, and this is for everyone, men and women, it happens to all of us. When you're in a relationship, you're there, the comfort is there, you want to be together all the time. No, stay committed and focused to yourself. That's what's going to keep the relationship alive. Yeah. Once you start hanging out with each other all the time, people start getting comfortable. They take you for granted and shoot, we'll go to shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think complacency is really yeah. one of the biggest killers and killers of dreams too. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I think that actually what I've seen is like, it actually creates resentment because if you have someone who has this vision, they have this dream, this goal, and they're giving so much of their time and energy to this person uh, who doesn't necessarily like support that growth, right? Like resentment builds mm -hmm. and, and, and that resentment sometimes doesn't get communicated or spoken about, but it manifests. Yeah. And, and not, usually in the best way. Uh -huh. So, so I think it's just a good time to take inventory, not just of like romantic relationships, but just all relationships yeah. in general. Like, does this person serve you? Write down what makes you happy and what doesn't from that relationship, whatever it may be, your best friend or your partner, you know, what doesn't, what does not serve you in that relationship and sit down with them and come from a place of love and be like, Hey babe, you know, I don't like this about the relationship. How, what can we do different? If mm. it's your best friend, Hey, I don't like this about our relationship. What could be, we do, do different. If it's with your family, Hey, I don't like it. This about our relationship. What could we do different? You know? And uh, what I've learned also in this time of uh, pandemic is always come from a place of love. Love, I'm telling you, if you come from a place of reaction, if you come a place of, from a nastiness, if you come from a place of, you know, attitude, you're going to lose when you come from a place of, can I share something with you? Yeah. What's up? Well, you know, I'm feeling this way and it's making me feel sad. I don't want to feel this way. What can we do about it? Immediately, mm. the other person's going to be like wanting to be the savior, right? Yeah. So what happens is most people are coming from a place of attacking. And that's when shit goes to shit. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's really powerful because like 
communication and you mentioned this earlier coming from a place of compassion and like asking for feedback hey what can i do differently because like you said uh, it's it, there's two sides and there's always uh, we're always contributing and exchanging energy with each other so it's not a one-sided uh scenario it's like hey how can we mitigate some of this how can we expand and evolve and i think like initiating that taking taking ownership of that relationship whether it's a business partnership a friendship whatever the situation is and like you said like always be assessing don't let january 1st be the only time that you're reflecting and seeing how you are showing up mhm challenge yourself consistently you know, there's nothing sexier than someone who challenges themselves and actually executes. There's mm. nothing sexier than a confident woman. There's nothing sexier than a confident man. There's nothing sexier than somebody that says, I'm going to do this shit and make it happen. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, 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 and then when you do that, that's what you're going to attract into your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me, like, obviously you're attracting a lot of amazing things into your life. Uh, so, so what are you most excited about right now? Because I know there's a lot of cool things going on in your life. I'm most excited about my online course that I'm launching that goes with the book, Detoxify yes. Your Mind. So I also have the online course, Detoxify Your Mind. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I have another um, course that I'm creating called Network Like a Rockstar because everybody's like, how do you create epic talks? How do you meet all these people? How do you have these great connections? There is a strategy behind that. <laughs> um, and talk about that. Talk about, talk about maybe two or three uh, keys to really forming relationships, but not just forming them, building them, adding value, and really taking them to the next level. And then maybe one small caveat to that would be, how can we do that during these times now where there's that isolation? So uh, you mentioned you've been doing a lot of things virtually. So what are a couple things that people can implement to really take their network and their relationships to the next level? Number one, always come from a place of service. Always. Never, hey, I need this, hey, I need that. Like, I'll give you an example. Today, I got a phone call from somebody. And mind you, in the last couple of weeks, I've had my book launch, my epic talks, uh, my online course. Not once have I heard from this person. But they called me to t today to let me know that they're looking for two more people. They're, sell they're selling their course for a couple thousand of dollars. Do I know anyone? Right? I never heard from you to be like, Hey, let me help you promote your stuff, but you need some people for your program. Okay, cool. Am I hesitant to help them out? Yeah. yeah Cause they want to use my database. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, I'm just like, when it comes to that, like, I don't like using people. Like I'm not that type of person, how I build my network, how I build the community, the people that I know is always coming from a place of service. Hey, what can I do for you? Do you need any help? Uh, do you need guests on your show? Do you need me to help you promote your book? Um, mm. You know, uh, I'd be like, well, what's your topic about? How can I maybe help you get on my radio show? Like, you know what I mean? That. Also, the follow-up. If you guys connected, you had a phone call, follow up with them. You know, follow up with them. Also, um, what is it that you want to accomplish in the next two to three months? Well, you know, I let's, I'd, I'd love to start writing a book. I have the perfect person for you. I like mm. to get on a podcast. I have the perfect person for you. I like to get on a radio show. I have the perfect person for you. Again, my secret is always come from a place of service and ask people interesting, uh, interesting questions, right? So when you go to networking events, instead of like, well, what do you do for a living? <laughs> right? I always ask them, what is a passion project that you have going on right now? What? Nobody's ever asked me that. Yeah. So some, what is something that you're passionate about that you're working on right now? So those are a couple of little tips and secrets that I have for you. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to create something right now for you. Hold on. Yeah. And, and, and that's always important because the most interested person is usually the most interesting person. And, and Dale Carnegie talks about this too, um, in his book, how to win, uh, how to influence, how to, how to make friends and influence people. Right. It's always coming from a place of 
curiosity and mm. asking questions, like you said, and seeing how you can maybe help and support that person. And usually when you do that without the expectation of getting anything back, the law of reciprocity has a, has a way of working yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And like, just maybe like six months later, you'll be, you'll get hit up and an amazing opportunity. Like, Oh my God, like, that's so cool. Like, that's just, that's the type of stuff that happens when you're living life like that. I mean, I'll give you an example. How did you and I meet? I met one of your friends, David Morin, that I had an amazing conversation with and it was at a gym and we were just talking about interesting shit. Right. And he sends me a text message. Oh my God, you got to be my boy, Jeremy. I was just thinking you guys would be a great contact, right? You come to Epic Talks. You said, I have a podcast, <laughs> right? Would love to have you on it. I even got you on stage, right? That on was amazing. Yeah. I was super grateful so, for that. So, so, you know, like we're just basically exchanging energy and that's exactly how it works. And now I have people that I know would be great for your podcast. You know, I know you'd be great for my radio show and for Epic Talks. Like that's how it goes, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. So, so, uh, come. So, so we have a, we have the three, this is Melissa Waggy's three C's of networking. The first one is come from a place of service. The second C is curiosity. And the third C is connect, help them connect and bridge the gap with maybe someone or something that will help them go to the next level. And I love that you said like, you, you like asking people thoughtful questions. And so often we're in this like very uh, programmed, programmed state of mind, right? Subconsciously, we're not even aware of it. And we just ask the most redundant uh, surface level questions. Hey, where are you from? What do you do? And what we do is we basically tie this entire person's identity to what their vocation or job is. So I love asking that. I love asking like, Hey, what's your vision for the world? And people yeah. will be like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> like, where did that come from? Why are you getting so deep right now? I'm like, yo, I'm just curious. Like, oh, what is it that you want to create? And your yeah. existence. Yeah. Um, so, so Melissa, I, I want to make sure that, because I feel like we could wrap for hours and we'll probably have a round two at some point, but I really want to give you the opportunity to talk about your book, the inspiration behind it, detoxify your mind. Uh, and, and also, um, how can people get in touch with you? Because I know a lot of people are going to want to after this. Thank you. Thank you. So they can, I, they can find me on, uh, on Instagram, on Melissa Wagi. I respond to everybody, everybody's messages there. Um, my website is like almost done, so I won't send them there yet. There's a couple. It'll of be done, I think, yet. by the time this comes out. You think so? <laughs> well, for now, uh, Melissa Wagi, M E L I T S A W A A G E. And uh, to get my book, it's Detoxify Your Mind on Amazon. And they can order the hard copy there or the digital copy as well. And yeah, if they have any questions about the program, they can go ahead and um, direct message me on Instagram and I'll send them the link to be able to sign up for that because there's an I, application process and everything. Yeah, I love that. And, and it's the same thing with me. Like we, you have to make sure when, you, when you're running a high level program and coaching at a high level that there's that alignment. Yeah, because you know? not, not, everybody, not everybody that reaches out to me is, is in alignment to who I am and I'm not the right coach for them. Yeah. So I'd like to study them before uh, I even get on the phone with them. Cause you know, when you get on the phone with someone, even if it's a 15 minute free call, um, it kind of tends to go a little over, you know, cause I want to of course share more and more, um, and try to help them as much as I can, but I take them through an application process and everything. So before I send them through the application process, I like to kind of look at their social media and see what they're all about. <laughs> For sure. I'd love to compare notes kind of on your process and mine and, and see, see how maybe we can, uh, add little bits and pieces to both of ours and, and really continue adding value. So, so I'd love that. And I'm curious to know quick rapid fire round with you. 
um, and just let everyone know, none of this is like premeditated, prepared. Melissa has no idea what I'm going to throw at her next, which which is kind of how I like it because that's how real life happens. Like you yeah. don't have a script when you have a conversation with someone, uh-huh, uh-huh. but too often people do. Like they're like, yeah, okay, this I is mean, the first I, question. I'm prepared for this. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what is Melissa Woggy's biggest pet peeve? Oh, selfishness. Ooh, like define that. Like what's like one maybe action or, or, or like, is there something in particular? Um, um, I, somebody that's just, just about themselves, you know, like mm. instead of thinking of the other person first, you know, um, it's all, it's like about them first. You know what Got I mean? It. Like, like Got it. me first. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I've always come. I'm the one that always eats last at the table. I always make sure that everybody gets served before me, you know, and that might be a strength and a weakness, but I don't mind it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. This is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I, I just want to refer, refer back because like at the beginning of this conversation, you know, we were talking about like the importance of really filling up your cup first and in a way like that might come off as being selfish because like you're prioritizing your needs. But what Melissa's saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is like just someone who, who kind of puts himself before others in like all of life scenarios, like kind of like that person who hits you up, right? Who uh, exactly that, like and that's like what that. I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, like yeah. someone that just contacts you when they need you, or just someone that um, that is just looking out for themselves. You know, um, someone that just uses people. You know, like I would never have the audacity if I'm not helping someone with, uh, with, with promoting their stuff, especially when they have stuff going on. And I just call them to ask them to help me with something when I've never offered to help them with their stuff. And that's a little selfish, you know what I mean? And that's like, that says a lot about the person. <laughs> For sure. What you know? is something that most people do not know about you? Like one fun fact. One fun fact about me. Oh my God. There's so many. I'm very, I'm extremely adventurous. I'm uh, you can call me and tell me, hey, we're going to freaking go to Japan tomorrow. We're going to do all these crazy things. Are you in? Yep, I'm in. <laughs> Let's um, go. I, I love fishing. I almost got devoured by a shark. Uh, and I have it on video. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, go. I swam with alligator next, right next to me. Um, you know, I... Yeah, I just, I'm a very adventurous person. I'm not scared of anything. I've gone skydiving. I've gone bungee jumping. I, I'm the type of person where you tell me, let's go and do the most dangerous thing in the world, and I'm in. Wow, you're an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so, so check this out, Melissa. Last rapid fire. Um, it's your last supper right? It's your last supper uh, here in this lifetime. And you get to enjoy this meal with three people. Okay. Three people. Let's say they have to be alive right now. Okay. It can't be family. It can't be friends. Who would those three people be? I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Okay. Jim Carrey. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Elon Musk. Okay. And Barack Obama. Wow. <laughs> you got that masculine energy. <laughs> yeah. That would be that. Jim Carrey's a fascinating dude. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like my favorite actor growing up. Like the mask, dumb and dumber, <laughs> something about Mary. I swear. Yeah. Like all you do is just laugh with him. It's amazing. Oh my, well, okay. Favorite Jim Carrey movie. Oh my God. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go liar, liar. Okay. Okay. Liar, liar. So, he's just, <laughs> he's unreal. Like he's so unreal. So Melissa, I just want to, I want to conclude today by just really acknowledging you because I know we haven't known each other for that long, but just based on how I see you showing up in such a powerful way, it's so inspiring for someone like me who's doing the same and to have you just 
really leading with love and leading by example and, and dedicating your life to serving others is absolutely incredible. And the fact that you've overcome so much adversity, so many obstacles in your life, and you haven't used any of it as an excuse. You haven't uh, played the victim role. You, you've taken uh, ownership of every aspect of your life and you've been vulnerable. You've been uh, transparent with the mistakes that you've made and the lessons you've learned. And I think that's so important for people to understand like the humanity, the authenticity. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, we live in the same city and that we are going to co-create so much magic moving forward. <laughs> thank you so much. I truly appreciate, appreciate you saying that. And thank you for giving me this amazing opportunity to serve your community with my story. And thank you for showing up the way you do in my life. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, you already know what time it is. Please, please, <laughs> please make sure to check out Melissa, all of her, all of her, you know, links to the book and her social media is in the show notes. And I'm pretty confident her website is going to be done by the time <laughs> this show comes out. So we'll yes. throw that in there too. Awesome. Guys, you already know what time it is. It's time <laughs> to step into your power. Into your greatness. Energy. Yes. yes. Your greatness. Get it. I love it. <laughs> Podcast fam, thank you so much for listening until the end of the show. Your energy genuinely means the world. And the best way for me to continue improving this experience is for you to leave a review. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from today's show. It genuinely means the world to me to get your feedback so I can continue evolving this experience. Your word of mouth is my oxygen. Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait for next episode.